Welcome to the Comic Blast Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Blast Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, and along with me is the number one Spider-Man PS4 fan, Keenan. Hey, buddy. Man, um, yes, I am the number one Spider-Man PS4 fan, and I'm happy that I'm. I'm it's, this is a bittersweet episode, actually. I was gonna say I'm happy we yeah. were recording this, but I'm also kind of sad because this has been my favorite thing that we've done for Comic Blast, and yeah. we've we've pretty much come to the end other than reviewing no way home but yeah yeah this, it's... this is the the last episode in the road leading up to spider-man no way home which we will be watching tomorrow when this episode releases it will be the day that we uh are seeing the movie that and most of you probably will too yeah. if you're getting early showings or if you're seeing it on friday um so literally until almost the very last moment, but um, this final episode is going to be a kind of comprehensive review of like just the MCU Spider-Man in general, kind of uh, combining a lot of our thoughts um, on MCU Spider-Man from the beginning when he first appeared in Captain America Civil War all the way to Far From Home and now leading into No Way Home. I, th- I think thus far he has had five appearances yeah no way home is his sixth if i'm not mistaken crazy um yeah which is insane the most appearances any live action spider-man has had um and one that and he's basically averaged one appearance a year um as as spider-man yeah yeah i think the last time we've seen him on screen was 2019 but then now we're getting this year um but it all started in 2016 with civil war and then homecoming the next year uh and uh, Infinity War the next year, and then Endgame and Far From Home the next year. Yeah. So, um, so before we get into this, though, uh, I feel like I feel the need to preface that a lot of you probably already know because we've teased it and whatnot in previous episodes that our thoughts on MCU Spider-Man, Keenan's, are a lot more strong <laughs> on one side of it than the other. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I kind of wanted to do one episode to kind of like really highlight the highs and lows that we both think because i feel like if we this is this sounds bad but if if we only reviewed just homecoming and far from home separately Mm -hmm. it would just be me being like well i like this and keenan's like nah like (laughs) you know like like, keenan's just like so i don't want yeah (laughs) like i don't want to have like a like a totally like quote-unquote negative episode so because i think in his entirety keenan like keenan and i like I do have a lot of positive things to say, despite my gripes with the character's arc, and I I know you do as well, especially yeah. with Civil War and Infinity War and things like that. But um, but yeah, I guess let's just like start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man in Captain America: Civil War. Just lay it on me. What were when this first happened? What were your thoughts? And yeah, like, how I mean, did, how did you feel? It was it was tough for both of us, I think, because we did like Andrew Garfield, so. Mm-hmm. That that transition was a little bit weird because you're just like I'm so excited to see this character be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but then you got that side of you that's like, man, but Andrew Garfield, you know, this yeah. could be him, you know. Um, so 
that it really was, was a sacrifice. Exactly. Um, but overall, it's just like I was beyond excited. I, I probably still have a trailer reaction for the Spider-Man appearance in the Civil War trailer somewhere on YouTube yeah. floating around. Um, so yeah, I was I was super pumped for it, and the movie came out, and you see the Queens uh, in this big bold white font titled pop up yeah. on there, and of course it's it's amazing, and I like. Still one of the most hype moments. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> as soon as it pops up Queens, you're like, here it comes. It's Spider-Man, yeah. you know? And I thought that Tom Holland was terrific. I thought that the future was bright after Civil War for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I loved his first appearance. I thought it was handled so perfectly because, you know, we didn't get a solo movie right off the bat for Tom Holland. And they found yeah. a, a really solid way to introduce, introduce the character into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think he had maybe like 20 minutes of screen time or something like that. Yeah, not movie. a whole lot. Yeah, but it was handled like it was handled really well. Um, yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, I, I pretty much loved everything about it. I loved the suit, everything about it. I have very little to complain about with his introduction. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I remember being so excited for his appearance. At this time, 2016, I was still... Uh, I was kind of wrapping up high school, 2016, 2017. So I think I was going into... When this movie came out, I was finishing up my junior year of high school. Yeah. And, of course, I also, like you said, was a huge fan of Andrew Garfield's. But because I was so excited for him to be in the MCU, I really didn't care. I was like, ah, whatever, it's fine. And now, in retrospect, I'm like, man, that makes me really sad. Because I would have loved to have seen what what happened if Andrew was introduced, you know? Um, Which would have been a much harder task... Of course, they went the reboot route, which is probably the easier route in terms of writing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, no complaints for me either. When the movie came out, I was so excited. That first trailer dropped, and Spider-Man swings in, takes Captain America's shield. Um, I remember being like, it. I was just on a, another level yeah. of hype. Like, it was just so cool. And then um, the movie came out, and I was just itching for every little piece of spider-man content and it was like it was crazy because i was so hyped for the movie just in general yeah. you know like yeah because civil war was one of the most like anticipated movies but also i'm like man i'm getting black panther and spider-man introduced yeah. in the same movie right yeah. like the future is being set up so well in this really like awesome comprehensive movie yet that's also so focused on captain america but for sure um but yeah the setup was really good and then, um, the then the next year is when we got Homecoming, which I guess we should really dive deep into that. Yeah. Um, so I'll go ahead and start with saying like Homecoming is one of my favorite, uh, like one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. It is different, but at the time when when Homecoming came out, we saw that movie together. Yeah. I remember we saw it in theaters together. Cole was and there. Cole was there as well and with some of my other friends and after Civil War I was so excited the post credit scene for Civil War is a, was a Spider-Man post credits scene setting up Homecoming you know yeah um, and of course we were introduced in Civil War to the dynamic between him and Tony Stark Tony Stark's the one that recruits him to kind of help fight uh, Captain America's side and I think they handled that really well and then that but that also began to set up the kind of Stark connection with Spider-Man mm-hmm. um which in Homecoming I did not mind because I thought it, I was like okay they really want to set up that this is part of the MCU so they're going to give him kind of this 
pseudo-mentor figure in Tony Stark. And eventually it's going to deviate from that, yeah. right? So, like, so anyway, like, his arc is set up. He's got the suit, you know. He's trying to... He, he wants to be a, an Avenger. Like, he... And he's so kind of, like, giddy and excited to be a part of this renowned uh, superhero team. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he kind of lets the... Um, the, the I guess the power not the power go to his head but kind of like he kind of lets his ego get to him yeah and which is very common as like a Spider-Man storyline like right he, and Peter but, doesn't have that ego but it's it's the Spider-Man side of him that like it right. kind of brings it out of him a little bit for sure it bleeds oh, over absolutely. into his Peter Parker life you know that Spider-Man yeah. confidence it kind of bleeds over and it can kind of turn people off so yeah and so he starts kind of like I mean really i think going a little bit like sideways with it and um and i just think the arc in homecoming is really good and it sets up like really well and i think it's what happens in avengers where i really like start to be like oh they're kind of like just wiping away that arc you know he regresses Um, right exactly so like just on the surface level before we get kind of get really into homecoming yeah um like I liked the arc in Homecoming because it was like, okay, he has this suit, something that it's super, it's super high powered. Like Tony Stark made it for him, which is different from the comics, but I'll accept that difference, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's obviously like the the sequel or the thing with Tony where he's like, if you, um, what what is the line that he specifically says? Uh, if uh, you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't suit. have it. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's really awesome because then it shows Spider-Man going back to his roots, yeah. you know. Um, and he ha- has to put on like the his kind of old ha- homemade suit with yeah. his crappier web shooters to help take down Vulture. Who, by the way, I love Vulture as a villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think they set him up and they don't make him. You know, there's a, there's a meme that goes around where it's like, oh, every Spider-Man villain, like it's like every villain uh, in a Spider-Man movie in the MCU, and they're like, Tony Stark did this to me, so yeah. I, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And like, there is a little bit of a seed of that of like, oh, he was a working class. Um, you know, construction worker and was helping with the wreckage of the Avengers. And they're like, oh, you know, Tony Stark and the damage control took his job, right? Well, he's not going after Tony Stark. I mean, he's going after Tony Stark's, Tony Stark's stuff, but he's not going after Tony Stark. He's like, well, crap. He's like, Tony Stark's going to take my stuff. I'm going to, like, screw him. Like, I'm just going to make my own profit. I'm going to take all this stuff that they're collecting yeah. and making, like, making money from, as he says in the beginning. Uh, it's just like, oh, they made this mess, and now they're getting paid for it. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, it's time to do some business of our own. And it's, like, a really cool, like, oh, that he's literally a scavenger He because he is the vulture. Yeah. He, like, is scavenges like one. And I think that's really cool. And then what's really cool about this villain uh different with mysterio in the next movie is that they do keep the core concept of oh vulture is also linked to peter parker because peter's love interest liz yeah. is the daughter of vulture yeah and it's really cool because it, because we've mentioned this before especially in our ps4 review when worlds like when peter's world and spider-man's world collide that's when the most interesting and deep stories happen yeah and man, that reveal in Homecoming, which unfortunately that very day as I was driving there, I had gotten spoiled for me. Yeah. But when it is revealed that Vulture is Liz's dad, you're like, oh mm-hmm. my god! And he, like, the, I mean, you're like experiencing it with Peter. Like his face goes just yeah. wide-eyed. Like he, like he just goes pale. He's like, oh my god! Um, it's such a, a cool moment, and I just 
I really appreciate the arc of him being able to rely on his own, and then he earns that suit. You know, it's like Tony Stark made this suit. He turns down being an Avenger. Uh, he turns down the Iron Spider suit and everything. Um, and he goes back to being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And yeah. I'm like, man, beautiful way to end that really MCU thing. Now we're going to start getting more isolated Spider-Man stories in the MCU, right? 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 No. That's not what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, I actually, like, I, so, yeah. I agree with a lot of what you said about uh, Homecoming. Because the more I watched it, and I just rewatched it pretty recently, like two nights ago. Yeah. The more I appreciate a lot of what that movie's trying to do and and accomplishes and i i feel yeah. like there's a lot like, of weight on its shoulders yeah, you know I, I feel like it's partially because i don't know like i appreciate it a little bit more just because of what came after it yeah you know and so you know there are other spider-man movies where they're like they're some of my favorite movies of all time and, and i didn't mm-hmm. feel that emotional connection um with homecoming as i did with those those films that i grew up with right so that's where I, I I just feel like this is a good movie, but something's missing from it for me. But anyways, you know, getting into like what you're talking about, like I I didn't necessarily mind the Iron Man stuff because it's not really shoved down your throat as much as you no, think yeah. it's going to be based off the marketing when that movie came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I noticed on my rewatch that I didn't really you know grasp onto, you know, from seeing it earlier so like the if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it that's that's a big line that's yeah that's huge that's pretty much what the theme of this movie is it's just like mm-hmm. him finding his own identity you know right and not necessarily feeling like he needs to be tied to the avengers and have you know all this high tech and everything like that he doesn't um, need to be like Tony Stark. No, <laughs> That's what yeah. He says. He's like, I just wanted to be like you, and then he's like, I wanted you you to be better. Exactly. Right. Um, just you know how he kind of pushes Ned to the side, even though Ned doesn't really take it out on him as much as he should. Like how he abandons him at the party, um, things like oh, that. Yeah. You know, since he's become Spider Man, he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got this. I need to do. I have the Stark internship. I need to do. And mm. I feel like Ned could have been like, come on, like, what's going on with you? You know, we're always, you know, so close and everything like that. What's going on in your life? Why aren't you telling me, you know, what you got going on? Yeah. And then he finds out, and it's just, like, a bigger reveal. Instead, it's kind yeah. of just, like, played for comedy. Well, they, they re- yeah, they reveal it even before all that. I think they reveal it within... As soon as he gets done Very with his kind early. of, like, first patrol, he's, like, he crawls into his house and Ned figures out. Exactly. You know? and, it, and it's, like, it's cool that he has someone to confide in, his best friend, but also, you know... Ned's like being the guy in the chair or whatever and then it's like they go to that party and he's like oh you could totally bring Spider-Man there and he's like Bro, he's like uh, and he like he's almost about to do it and then he's like you know which I love that he doesn't because you yes. know we get into like how Spider-Man especially in Far From Home kind of abandons his responsibility in this yeah. movie he doesn't it's like he has a chance to be like the cool guy and then be yeah. there for Ned but he sees something happen and he immediately without hesitation just like I'm gone. Like yeah. I got to go help. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really cool. I, I like. I really like this movie. It just didn't like feel, you know. I didn't get that feeling that I wanted to out of it. But I, mm-hmm. I stand by this statement. The third act of this movie is some of the best like Spider-Man so material yeah, ever. Like once he loses that suit, 
and he has that conversation with Aunt May, and he's crying, and then, uh, you know, then there's the Vulture reveal, and, you know, you're talking about Tom Holland's acting, and I'm like, I don't understand how he gets himself to, like, look so pale, and just, like, to the point where he can barely speak, because he's just, like, so shaken by what's going on. I'm like, phenomenal acting, especially in the car, by both um, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland. Even, even, like, this movie's like four or five years old, what, four years old, and I yeah. still like my heart starts racing when that scene's happening. But I love yeah. that like as soon as he went back into the dance, it like he didn't even think about it. He's just like, of course I'm gonna go stop him. Like right. I'm gonna try. So he like ditches Liz and goes off running down the hallway, which I think is a great scene uh, or like yeah. great shot of him running down the hallway, taking off his tie, you know, quickly grabbing his pajama suit. And then um, yeah. takes off. And then and he, it's, okay, but then this part is really dumb, and I know you know it's, it's dumb. Is that he just steals Flash's car and drives? Most pointless what? thing ever. <laughs> it was just an Audi commercial. Yeah, like, I'm like, why would Spider-Man need to steal a car? A car? I don't know. He has no it's experience like, driving either. I'm like, you're you're much better off running and like just jumping from building to building or trying to swing a little bit than to drive when you have no experience driving, you know? It's like it's like the most un-Spider-Man thing yeah. ever. You know, it's just, I, like, I, it's funny, and I never even noticed, like, how weird that is until, like, probably last year. Yeah. I was sitting there, I was like, he's driving a car. Yeah. I was like, it's so strange. He has no business. So, doing I don't that. think they needed that. No. I think they could have just said that he like either shown a couple web swinging things if they wanted to jump it like cut he just gets there he just lands on the thing yeah it's like okay yeah we know he swung like he swung there got it also like like, there's there's a couple things where like don't you feel like spider-man should be pretty fast like if he wanted to run like he'd be pretty fast yeah and there's like that whole scene where he's running across the golf course and he like he looks like me running and i'm like yeah Dude, you're spider-man like you should be zooming you know doing some yeah, acrobatic exactly. flips or something you know yeah. um it's a funny scene but like at the same time like you're spider-man you should be flying like figure yeah. it out you it, know <laughs> it it is strange yeah the, the, and there's like that's just where the the mix-in things of like the humor of them trying to like do something different with this movie and yeah. kind of make it a bit more like um and, and there's certain parts that like i do like when he's running around like when he's running through the backyard yeah. of people like because he's I, like with the golf course thing and like he's in that suburban area yeah. like there's no places to swing right yeah. like he swings on some trees and stuff but mainly he's getting drug along by this van and like hopping rooftop to rooftop yep. and like it's 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 like a good scene like i like that sort of stuff it is good because it takes him out of his element and it's something we're not used to seeing you know when right when spider-man's in new york like he has the upper hand like in the city he has the yeah. upper hand you know um yeah. where it, this it, it definitely takes him out of his element yeah and he and he doesn't know what he's doing like this is the least refined peter parker we've ever seen yeah like uh like i think that the closest we've gotten to it was like the very beginning of Spider-Man one when he's chasing down his attack or uh, uncle Ben's killer. And even then, like he starts learning how to swing real quick. Same thing with, uh, Andrew, but Andrew learns, learns pretty quick. Like, you know, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man has not swung on any skyscrapers, yeah. you know, like the tallest he, he's been, the, the tall, highest he's been up is when he goes to the Washington monument, you know, can we um, talk about that? The, just them going to Washington because I don't understand oh, yeah. the decision by the filmmaker or Marvel Studios 
I don't understand why they're so like hell bent on not having Spider Man in, in New York City. Like, yeah, it's like it is very strange. They like like does it? Everybody would think like this kid from your field trip goes missing when Spider Man shows up in Washington of all places, where yeah. they're on a field trip at. You know, like. Yeah. Would no one be like, yeah, that's a little suspicious, you know? And nobody right. really even questions him on it. No. Like, the only... They do bring it up again in Far From Home, because I rewatched Far From Home the other night, yeah. and MJ's like, oh, yeah, you, like, the Washington Monument thing, like, I figured it out there. And, and I'm like, okay, well, at least she's smart, but no, nobody there's else like, did. There's like, no consequences for him just, like, abandoning, like, leaving his classmates when he's on a field yeah. trip and his teachers are supposed to be watching him. It's just like, no big deal. I, I don't understand yeah. that. And then, like... Even the third act of this film, like the the majority of the battle, takes place on a plane in the sky. Yeah, and I'm like, I will say, I think that's dope. I like that a lot. It, but, I think it's really but could cool. It not it like, like a, I agree, but could it not like transition to like, you know, New York in any way, or or just have yeah. like they didn't have any like action set pieces in New York? Yeah. In the well, film. I mean, there's the fight. There's the, the, bank. the fight. Uh, I'm well. There's the bank, but I was thinking of the warehouse with Vulture, which is one of my favorite like final battle scenes. Like when he shows up to the warehouse and he's like jumping over, like he's super acrobatic there, and it feels very like accurate to Spider-Man in the comics. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but yeah, like I mean, he's yeah. There's not like there's not a whole lot of New York emphasis, and I think that's why specifically with this movie, they like they really just wanted to do like a ton of different stuff because we've at this point we've already had. We had five Spider-Man movies yeah. all set in that, you know, and so they're like, okay, we're going to do something different, and and that was like, I was okay with that. I was like, yeah, let's like, let's see, test out this other stuff. And so, like, of course, he's in the MCU. He's more like more technologically advanced. He's less experienced. He's the youngest Spider-Man. Like, they're, we're gonna put throw him in situations where he's going to struggle. Like, I'm fine fine with that see, in this movie, and it adds. It adds variety. See, my argument uh, to that would be, like, leave that for the Avengers movies where he, like, goes off to space and stuff. But, like, you know, Spider-Man is New York's hero. So yeah, I, I do I mean, like at the beginning like, how th- he's, like, really in Queens. Like, they put a, you know, heavy emphasis on him kind of, like, taking care of Queens because, like, that's his, right. that's his city, you know. Um, so I, I do like that. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old yeah. and... I mean, Grumpy. maybe, but, like, the thing is, it's like, okay, they, they introduced the, the question. It's like, okay, why would the villains just stay in New York City if Spider-Man was there? Vulture is like, oh, there's this, there's this loot that's being transferred away from New York City because Stark Tower, or the Avengers Tower is being, like, sold. And also when he goes to Washington, like, he, they have a... What, Washington, I can understand, but the final battle, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like, this is his ultimate, like, heist, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's times in the comics where Spider-Man leaves New York City, and it's really cool, um... But obviously, at that point, it's a much more experienced Spider-Man, so he kind of knows what he's doing. He can operate guess, outside of New York City. I guess my biggest time. gripe is that, like, after this film, like, I, I kind of, like, was like, okay, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, again, they're like, not only no, are we yeah, going to go what, out, out of New York, we're going to go to another country. Right, and like, exactly. And that's where it's like, okay. It seems like they're, like, really pushing, like, we don't want to see Spider-Man in New York anymore because it's been done too many times. We're going to do right. something different. And I'm just like, different isn't this always ma- good. No Way Home is probably going to be the only Spider-Man movie that is fully set in New York City, if, if I'm not mistaken. I think the only thing is going to ha- that I've seen 
is there's going to be the interdimensional stuff, yeah. and then there's going to be the... I, I'm not sure what's going on exactly in the plot, but when he's swinging from the uh, the power lines, you know, yeah. to fight Electro, uh, presumably, I'm, I'm assuming with that, that scene, he's um, getting Electro away from the city so that he doesn't have as much, like, power to draw from or something like yeah. that. So I, I don't know, like, maybe taking him away, but... Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, and that's the thing is with Homecoming, like, I didn't mind because I'm like, yeah, this is a new thing. But then, like, you and I both thought, it's like, okay, the next movie, mm-hmm. they're going to get back to more of the core of Spider-Man. We've done something different, you know, they're going to they're gonna blend in the newer stuff with the older stuff to kind of make this really enriched, like, MCU to kind of, like, flesh them out more. Yeah. But instead, they just kept on going more in a deviation, yeah. right? Where that where they he goes out of the country... He doesn't want to be Spider-Man on this thing, and he doesn't want to do his responsibility. He just wants to. He wants to fall in love with MJ, and he wants to, like, not. He wants to say f you to Nick Fury. Yeah. There's and, like a like, couple. Like, if I could just quickly run down a few like nitpicks for Homecoming, and it's yeah. like it's not necessarily just Homecoming, but just like, MCU Spider-Man is like, I don't like MJ in this movie whatsoever. And oh yeah, I, there's, there's no setup for them ever having a relationship. Why? You know? Why are they like? Why do they make her? And I, I'll steal this because Bree was watching this with me the other night. Why do they make her look like a stoner? Like, yeah, her <laughs> eyes are like barely open at all times. And she's yeah. like kind of like looking up, and it's like yeah, squinting. Yeah, and, and Bree said that, and like I didn't even say anything about it. She just brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, there's not really much of a character there, you know. It's just kind of like yeah. She's just kind of floating I, around, looking like a stoner, and yeah, it's that's why this movie or Homecoming, and then going into Far From Home. I, I was sitting there rewatching Far From Home, and I was like, okay, even if you're not setting up, you know, that they're gonna have a relationship, yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah, right, sure, like you do. Sometimes that happens. You'll like crush on someone that you're like, whoa, okay, I didn't expect a crush on that person. Yeah, but why was he so interested in MJ? Like, I don't, I don't Out get it. He, in Homecoming, she stalked him, knew way too much about him, was like rude. she's like super she's super negative and yeah. rude. Draws like sad drawings of him or whatever. And then he goes into space and in Infinity War and Endgame and everything. They're gone for five years. He comes back and he's like, I like MJ now. Dude, that was what like the most what abrupt happened? shift ever. Yeah, because Liz, Liz Allen. I got it. I understood. I was like, oh, she's just she's a popular like, girl in school, and every kid yeah, has popular. that crush on the the popular senior. You know, whatever. Like, yeah, that's she, normal. She's she's super smart. She's in his decathlon. Uh, she's witty. She's funny. She's super pretty. Like, totally understand why yeah. he had a crush on her. You know. And then he goes to MJ, and it's and then this is not me knocking Zendaya at all. Yeah. I think Zendaya is a phenomenal human being. She's gorgeous. She's super talented. But it's the character of MJ. Like they made. Basically, they made Zendaya play the most anti-MJ MJ. And she's not Mary Jane. She's Michelle Jones. Like, I know that. Yeah. And they reveal that she's MJ at the end of the movie, and you're like, oh, they're good. Like, they're going to have a relationship. But, and that's that's literally the, all the setup was. It's just like, oh, she's MJ, so they have to date. And, you know? And yeah. it's like, okay. That doesn't... Like, with previous love interests, like, 
they said it, they made it explicitly clear with Mary Jane and the to- uh, the Raimi movies, and especially with Gwen in the Web movies, yeah. why Peter liked her. Yeah. You know, uh, like and we still don't know is, why he likes MJ. Like, yeah, and, I, and I'm imagining we're going. Apparently, they're really good in this next movie, and I think they're going to flesh that out a yeah. lot more. But it's a shame we're only just now getting that. Like, there should have been more teases going into the future about their relationship being set up you know like and i think there was some deleted scenes that did and then they just cut them all out okay so speaking of deleted scenes we can get into probably aunt may so did you see the the the, uh interviews she had recently where she i have not so recently she had an interview um regarding i think i want to say it was homecoming Mm -hmm. but in the interview I, I don't want to get it completely wrong but basically what she said was one of her they were talking about the character of aunt may and one of the ladies was like yeah you, you know changed the character so much and she was just kind of like yeah you know she didn't really like she wasn't pumped about her character it seemed like you right. know and then she said one of her favorite scenes as aunt may was actually cut from homecoming and mm. the scene was peter was in new york and somebody needed help, like was getting attacked or something like that. And Aunt May actually went to help that person. And Peter actually watches her really? as Spider-Man go to help that person. And then she comes home. As she's coming home, she's like distressed and like crying. But Peter meets her home, basically. Yeah. You know, Peter, not Spider-Man, meets her at home. And Aunt May comes in and like cleans up, you know, herself and makes it look like nothing happened and she never mentions anything that happened to peter and i'm like how powerful what? is that as spider-man you see yeah. your aunt do something amazing and step up and then comes home and it's not like oh this happened blah blah, blah. she like that that was my responsibility you know it's yeah. not i'm not there to like show it off or flaunt like that that was really frustrating that they cut a scene like that and that i just thought that was so powerful and it shows yeah. that like somebody there has ideas i don't know if it's john watts or the writers somebody yes, has these ideas yeah. like the uh scene that like the fight scene that was cut from uh no far from home like somebody out there has yeah. great ideas but i feel like somebody at the top is like no this isn't the vision that we want it's not fun it's not light-hearted enough you know it's like yeah that's too serious for this film and they yeah. cut it because every time when something gets cut they always say it didn't match the tone of the film right so I'm like, okay. that's so that's so bizarre. And yet, it, with Aunt May's character, the only real character depth that you get is obviously the scene you mentioned where he's like crying and she's helping him get ready for homecoming, which is really sweet and everything. But then they get dinner right after the bank sequence earlier in the movie. Yeah. She's like, if you see something like that happen, you run the other way. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, granted, I mean, like, she, of course, that's what Aunt May's gonna say, like to protect, you know peter because it was a pretty intense thing yeah but also it was very much like oh like it it felt it felt kind of a contradiction to her character she's like i I mean i don't know i meant speaking now i'm like yeah what what if what would she i I feel like ben would be the type of person that would be like you know step up and help right whereas ame is like more of the protective you know Yes. Um, yeah. Like she'll figure. do things on her. She'll take charge on her own, but she will not let anybody close to her. Yeah. Her, you know. Yeah. Which is, but that's also just like Peter, right? He's like, oh, no, I'm going to do everything myself. I'm not going to let anybody else get hurt. Yeah. You guys get out of the way. I'm going to do this, For sure. right? Like, so maybe that's the Aunt May and him. But yeah. Um, 
But yeah, there's just there's so many like there was just so much potential, and I think a lot of it was was cut. And it, it's it saddens me to say this, but like your appreciation went up for Homecoming as time has gone on, especially where the future has gone. My appreciation for Homecoming has gone down hmm. because 2017, I like it. Homecoming was like it was in my yeah, I loved it because I was like, oh, I'm so excited to get to like when Spider Man is gonna be like really Spider Man, you know, like yeah. kind of more in the prime of where you see him. In the previous five movies, yeah. in, the, in the previous iterations, like classic Spider-Man, it's cool we got something different, and then that just doesn't happen, you know, like that that didn't happen, and I really started to feel it like after Infinity War. No, I didn't. I don't know. If, so, so we can probably go ahead and talk yeah. go and jump into I'm done Infinity with War. So. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. With it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never so, talking positively about it again. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a stretch for Keenan, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was expecting to come into this like. Here we go. I'm gonna it's unload. Trash. Yeah, but I was, yeah. you know, thank God we watched no, it. When we get to Far From Home, we will. Yeah. Uh, and so we get into Infinity War, and he's not like shoot like in the movie a whole lot, but like he just so they retcon him not being an Avenger and denying the suit, and it's like granted dire circumstances. There's Tony Stark's like, hey yo, giving you this suit, you're an Avenger now. Okay, cool. Then Spider Man dies. Granted, some of the action sequences and stuff with Spider Man are super cool. Yeah. Like I love like. I love his interactions with the other characters, but I'm like, man, how are they going to get this back to reality? Because this Spider-Man is like 16 or yeah. 17, and he's already been to space, right? Like, Spider-Man in the comics didn't go to space until he was at least like 25. <laughs> like, like, he was Spider-Man for a yeah. while. Like, And that's where I was like, wanted to see Andrew like go in with like a more experienced Spider-Man and take him into space and be like, he's like, whoa, this is insane. Yeah, it's it, like freaking out. See, like, that's the kind of stuff be. you do after you're like, all right, we've done New York over and over. Right. Like, let's do something out there, you know? Right, and you're like, okay, this is sick. Yeah. Like, man, imagine seeing Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man team up like with all the other Avengers against Thanos, yeah. you know? Well, I would have been like, this is sick. Yeah. Like, because we have this Spider-Man that he's been on like the ground level, and now he's being taken up to uh, something new and different. Yeah. But... Um, it, you know, Infinity War is good, whatever, and then he dies. Yeah. And you're like, oh, crap. And so then we get the the in-universe, the five-year time gap. We come in ourselves as people in the real world, come back a year later to watch Endgame. Of course he comes back. There's no way he was not going to come back. Yeah. Uh, they, they literally had announced the new Spider-Man movie. We knew it was coming out. That was like, okay, Peter's coming back. Like, it's not, it's not that crazy. Yeah. And... In game is where I really started to feel feel it because he comes back and I'm like and everybody's cheering when Peter comes back because yeah. of course Peter's just you know he's he's great he's it's adorable Spider-Man. but also but like okay he is the Iron Spider he's in the final battle and they do the instant kill mode thing yeah and I'm like which is like such a cool thing they're like it's I know it's like a bunch of Chitari or whatever like it doesn't matter it's fine they're not real people like but also I'm like. Oh my God! Okay, well, he technically he just murdered all these living beings now. <laughs> and, and, well, and it's, it's like, that, and it's also kind of just like lazy, in my yeah. opinion. I'm just like, why? In no way, shape, or form should Peter Parker have the ability to just go say instant kill, and then this suit takes over <laughs> yeah. to like kill things for him. That's like, where the Iron Manism is coming in. We're like straight up Iron Man instant killing the terrorist, and Iron Man one with like the, yeah. the mis- little dart missiles on his armor. It's just like. Tony Stark put that in there and, like, you know... And at Homecoming, he's like, no, I don't know, I don't want to kill anybody. And, like, Peter Parker's not going to kill a living being, yeah. you know? But, it like, not, not kill a human, a human being, but he, he's fine with killing aliens, yeah, I guess. Well, um, 
And, uh, and so, anyway, I guess maybe because it's not the person that, whatever, it's fine. I'm not even going to worry about it. Then Tony Stark dies, and we get this heartfelt moment. Or, like, we get the heartfelt moment where, in the movie, Tony, Tony's, like, he sees the picture of Peter. And yeah. he's like, and that's what kind of inspires him to bring everybody back, which is a good moment. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then we get that, like, nice hug or whatever. Well, then Tony, Tony dies, if you haven't seen <laughs> it, game. And, uh, and... He's like crying and everything when uh, when he dies, and especially at the funeral. And I'm like, okay, well then that has like huge repercussions for the next movie, which is the most like Tony Stark just shoved down your throat yeah. movie when we jump into Far From Home because we start the movie out. He are, he still has the Iron Spider suit, okay. Yeah. He's trying to fill this void of Iron Man. There's Iron Man murals everywhere in that deleted scene. He's like, you're going to be the next Iron Man now? And, like, all this stuff. And we had just gotten from Homecoming that he doesn't need to be like Iron Man. He can be his own hero. Yeah. Well, guess what? F you. He does need to be like Iron Man. He's yep. going to learn this lesson all over again in even more extreme ways. And I'm like, okay, why? Like, we, like, we can go beyond this, you know? And it's straight up, like... It's character regression. You, like, you talk. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I share your frustration. This is why, like, after we saw the movie, I was just, like, so disappointed with it when we, like, walked out of the theaters. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there was some, like, fun and cool, you know, stuff and visually pleasing things. But overall, like, the character regressed significantly from Homecoming to this because mm -hmm. there was a lot of lessons that were learned in Homecoming that I liked. And I was like, could not wait to see them build on it. And yeah. there's just such an abrupt change in the character that it's just like it kind of throws you off because um, you start with the whole thing where, like, I'm pretty sure the opening credits, like, one of the very first things that you see in the film is a picture, is a stock photo of Tony Stark yes, as the credits roll. The little... And I will yeah. always love you playing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like. <laughs> All right, I'm like the Marvel Studios logo is popping up, and I'm here. I'll, I'll always love you. Like, yeah, and you're like, what is going and on? And it's just like and this picture of Tony Stark, and I'm just like, here we go. And like, we're back yeah. at it again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, all everything points back to Tony Stark. You know, whatever. Um, and yeah, I can go like on and on about like the things that I just do not like about this movie because they just butchered this character um, from, you know. Peter in Homecoming saying, like, his aunt can't find out about him being Spider-Man, you know, if she sees what I do yeah. every night. Like, well, at the very end of Homecoming, she finds out. Yeah. And now she knows. She finds <laughs> out, and she looks pretty angry, you know, based off She's her reaction. She's pissed. Yeah. So it goes from that to we're going to use my nephew, <laughs> who could have died, did die, and was gone for five years. We're going to use him as a mascot. For, like the Salvation Army. Yeah. <laughs> fee Center, their Fee Center or whatever. Like, and she's just like parading him around, like completely not paying attention to what's going on with this character as he's like suffering some sort of PTSD and he wants yeah. nothing to do with Spider Man anymore. Like, he just wants to go and live his life. He he wants nothing to do with that character. And grant him. That it, and that, listen, well, uh, we, we've we seen that in Spider-Man 2. We know that Peter doesn't always want to be Spider-Man. No. And that's totally okay. Yeah. But it's but it's the part of him, like, neglecting his responsibility that really... Which, again, they begin to address. They're like, oh, when are you going to step up? Like, Nick Fury's kind of, like, 
berating him a bunch. But he really like he really drops the ball. Well, the thing is, like, you don't under you don't get enough, you know, like like when you look at Spider Man Two, mm-hmm. you see Peter get beaten down in every yeah. aspect of his life because he yeah. chooses to be Spider Man. When we don't really get that from this Peter, nope. it's just like an abrupt shift, and it's just like. I want to go and have fun. And like, and the thing is like really Peter in Spider-Man two is faced with a choice. Do I want to pursue MJ or, or be Spider-Man? Like that's his choices, mm-hmm. you know? And he says, I will always be yeah. Spider-Man. When, when MJ clearly wants to be with him, where this Spider-Man, like we don't know why he wants to be with MJ. We don't know if she yeah. wants to be with him, you know, but I'm going to just spend my whole summer pursuing this girl where there's no established chemistry or, you know, relationship built whatsoever. And I don't know. It's just, yeah. So before we like, because I feel like we're going to get a lot of messages from people being like, either people completely disagreeing with us. I guess some people far from home was their favorite. Yeah. Or there's going to be people that are like, Oh my God, you're bringing up such a good point. So, when I first saw this movie, I enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy it nearly as much as Homecoming because I was like, okay, they just retreaded the same arc. And then we were talking about it, and we reviewed it back in the day, I believe. Yeah. And then, uh, and then at the time, my girlfriend, uh, or my ex-girlfriend, she was like, I, like, she liked it at first, and then she began to not like it. And so after you two like explained to me, and of course, like I'm, I've been a diehard Spider-Man fan. I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm starting to see it now, mm-hmm. like. Because I watched it one time and I was like, okay, that was like, that was a fine Spider-Man movie. And then I like watched it a second time and I'm like, oh, I'm seeing this now. Like, I'm seeing the, the problems with the the character. And also like, coming from Spider-Man PS4, which was just the year before, which was such a good Spider-Man yeah. story. Like, it's it's like a total 180 in terms of like the Peter Parker centric story and his, about his responsibility and whatnot. But I'm going to, I'm going to highlight a, uh, some positives of far from home as I was watching it. Cause I was really trying to focus on the positive and not the negative. Okay. Um, one thing I really like is I don't like his backstory, but I do like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Agreed. I like the idea of him being like this green screen suit guy yeah. and having drones. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a cool modern interpretation. I don't like how he's tied to Tony Stark. I don't like that it's the barf thing or yeah. whatever. Don't like that. But I do like the twist of Mysterio. Like, I know that was obviously people were like, oh, Mysterio's in the movie. And they, they hyped him up to be a good guy, yeah. right? I and mean, I was like, okay, surely he's not going to no, be. No, they, they sold me on Mysterio, though. Like, I remember during the movie, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to become a villain, like, later down the line. Because, like, they really sold him as a good guy. Like, he just really seemed like a good dude. And he had Peter's best interests in mind. And, like, there's a point in time where, like, he wanted Peter's help or they wanted Peter's help. But he was, like, kind of, like, empathetic and understanding towards him. Mm -hmm. Not There's, like, a rooftop talk that they have. And he's, like, talks to him and everything. Yeah. It's, like, very heartfelt. Yeah, I was like, oh, something's going to happen at the end of this movie that kind of turns him bad. But, no. So... It was yeah, all an act. Exactly. And you're like, oh, man. And that's a great reveal. Exactly. I like that reveal a lot. Even though um, we, you like, know, as Spider-Man fans, we know who Mysterio is. Like, we know he's a villain. Yeah. But I, they still managed to surprise us, at least yeah. you and I, in some way. So. Oh, for sure, yeah. So that, that's one thing is Mysterio is dope, and I really hope he's not dead. Me too. I really – and, like, I want him to be, like, really th- – so that if that's – if that is revealed in No Way Home – 
I I will be I would definitely be surprised, yeah. but I'll be happy. Like I'll be happy. Surprised what I cause... want is I do want him to be dead. This version. But how cool would it be, oh. be that, like, an alternate version of Mysterio who actually knows magic and, like, yeah. is an illusionist? Like, like, he's kind of, like, on Doctor Strange's levels of, like, right. you know, that would be cool to me. Yeah, but. that would be sick. I agree. Um, especially if they got Jake Gyllenhaal back, I think. Yeah. I just think Jake Gyllenhaal is one of our favorite actors. For sure. So he did a great job, uh, despite the, the differences. Um, I do like the moments when Peter does work with S.H.I.E.L.D., it does feel like, I don't like it to be a main thing, but it reminds me of the Ultimate comics when he would work with S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, especially like, I'm like, oh, cool, we've never seen him really work with Nick Fury. That feels a bit more MCU-esque than him just being underneath Tony Stark's ring, uh, wing. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I like the S.H.I.E.L.D. suit that they give him and everything like that. But, like, I don't really like that he keeps on neglecting Nick Fury because I feel like he would be willing to work with them a lot easier, um, especially because he's just negle neglecting being, like, being a hero on vacation. Yeah. Like, I just don't like that. That so, But I do, you know, I like that they decided to integrate Nick Fury. That, that, that's cool, just not in the the way that I pr would have preferred. Um, I, so, like, I, I keep uh, going back to this where I'm just, like, leave the, all the Avengers and, like, tie-in stuff for the team up movies like that's just right. the way i see it and then just make everything else about peter like why right. why can't he be solving these things on his own you know yeah you know yeah or at least like him coming to nick fury and like if like if they're on this you know nick fury is of course part of like he's shield he's part of this worldwide global threat or globe or global organization yeah. like if he's if he's international it would make sense for him to come to new york because he's like or not new york coming to nick fury because of course he's just in new york yeah. right and um so that that makes sense or whatever but like cool little thing but also the convenience the i didn't realize, think about this but the convenience of like the threat being pretty much right in europe when he's going on a trip to europe it's like, yeah. why is Nick Fury calling him ahead of time before the trip, saying, oh, we got this right. threat, and, like, oh, you just happen to be coming to Europe, you know? It's yeah, just like, it, it, would be, it would be interesting if he was, like, somehow, like, Nick Fury. This would be actually really cool if Nick... But which this happens at one point in the movie, he, like, orchestrates quote, hijacks it. their summer vacation. Yeah. But I'm like, it would have been cool if he just, like, forced Peter to go on this vacation, yeah. you know? Like, he, like, was like, oh, you're going to go and you're going to help me sort of thing. And Peter, like, is like, I've had my responsibility back in New York, you know? Like, that's your thing. Yeah. And maybe that's why I he like doesn't want to go. Like, yeah, that would have been cool. Like, think, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, other than that, that's it, man. For positive. That's really it. The that, illusion that, Those scene. are the two things. Yes, like the, the also some really cool fight scenes, VFX. like when he's using his Spider-Man or Spider Sense, and then yeah, like the full-on VFX thing, like really dope. Yeah. Like, and it feels like a like I'm fighting Mysterio in like one of the old video games or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I just like, and I I do think at its this is like this how people say like the last jedi is a good movie but not a good star wars movie mm -hmm. this is how i feel about far from home I'm like far from home is a good movie it's just not a good spider-man yeah. movie you know like it's not good it's not a good spider-man story right yeah. like like honestly and i was i just thought of this i'm like if you took the plot of this movie renamed it to iron lad and made it about harley going on summer vacation yeah. 
And Tony left him the glasses, okay? It was like, hey. Yeah. Because obviously his daughter's way too young to be an iron girl or yeah. anything like that. And he goes to Harley and he's like, hey, Harley's a bright kid. Like, he's he's a good kid. He helped me. And so, say Harley, you know, ends up going to some boarding school in like a different country. And they go, they're going on vacation. And he's like, I don't want this. And he, like, that... Yeah, it'd be a gr- it'd be a fine movie, like it, and like just make it a slightly different villain or whatever, like you know. Yeah, that would have been. Would, fine, you would still right? be like, oh, it's a good movie, the same way we feel yeah. about this, but just not. Yeah, but I'd be like, oh, but that Spider-Man. was a good, that was a good like Iron Man four. Yeah, you know, like because that's what Far From Home feels like. It feels the closest to an Iron Man four. Yeah, right. Like it's literally, and it's kind of the setup with Armor Wars, but like it's a. A villain that is getting specifically hands on Stark tech, the barf technology, and the Edith glasses to use it for bad, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what it is, but it doesn't, like, it just doesn't feel like Spider Man to me. There's nothing that stands out here other than the Mysterio stuff and some of the action set pieces that feel truly Spider Man. Everything else feels so high tech. Him building his suits in private jets, him, uh, you know, Working with Happy Hogan and Happy kind of being like his new mentor. See, that's like, like, like we're here. We're really gonna go into it now. I, I can just feel it. So, you know, <laughs> Spider Man. We, we've talked about it many times. I actually just recently listened to a clip from one of our old episodes when you're ta- you are talking about like Mark Webb and him saying Peter doesn't necessarily have a weakness like a kryptonite. His weakness yeah. is his empathy and, and how he loves people. That's his weakness. Right. You said that, and I was like, that hit me. And if I had the clip, I would love to insert it into the show, but I don't think I have a way to get it to you. But, like, that was one of our best clips from any show that we've done, and that hit me, you know, big time when you said that. So, yeah. so let's get into the relationships of this movie. You have oh, Aunt yeah. May, who's a non-factor. Like yeah, she's barely in the movie. She's she's, she's living her it's life. Con- it's you know? constantly the joke of like you have the hot aunt. Like that's it. You know, yeah. uh, Ned, who's just off doing his own little thing, becoming you know, he's in love with this girl that he just met. Oh my, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so obviously no real substance to the relationship between Ned and this movie. If anything, it, he it regressed because at least yeah. in the first movie he's helping him. Like, he's the guy in the chair, or he's just sitting in the room tracking where Vulture is, you know, planning to go. There's something mm-hmm. there, you know? This one, he's just off doing nope. his own little thing. Like, every one of his friends are used for jokes. I hate the Brad yep. character, that little love triangle. Oh, my God. Oh, Garbage. Yeah, like, so bad. the love triangle can work for, like, um, Harry and Peter in MJ, but it yes, cannot work for yeah. this, you know? So I don't like that. I don't yeah, like that his Brad. teachers are both there just for jokes. Like... At some point in time, can, you know, a teacher step in and kind of be a mentor figure, like, or have a, a genuine, real conversation, you know, with Peter, as opposed to the, you know, one of the teachers just running around saying witches. Like, that yeah. that's the best you can do for this character, like, you know. Um, so I don't like that. Um, and I hate that the, the most meaningful... Um, the most meaningful conversations that Peter has in this movie comes from the villain and happy as opposed yep. to his best friends his aunt anything like that like people that, that really matter yeah him, when know? when happy is on on the jet with peter i'm like okay that's pretty good conversation and then mysterio i'm like your villain is the one having the best conversation with peter even though it wasn't super yeah. genuine but i'm like 
it shouldn't be that way, you know? At some point in time, Ned has to step in, especially Aunt May. Um, so those are just some things that I hate about the movie. Like, you know, yeah. it's just the supporting cast is just, they're just a prop. Like, they're not there to they're, offer yeah. anything substantial. Yeah, it's it feels like everything surrounding Peter is just used for, like, a joke or comedy. Yeah. And it's it feels kind of, like, demeaning to all these other characters. Like... I'm totally cool with seeing a new interpretation of Peter's best friend in yeah. Ned. There's no character develop, develop, development for him here at all. Yeah. All right. MJ, I don't get it. Like, there's there's more development here than there is in the first one, but, like, not much. It's other, it's other than just them having crushes on one another and yeah. her being infatuated with the fact that he's Spider-Man and figuring that out early on. Um no real mentor figure other than Happy, and like Happy's cool. Like I, I love Happy. I love John Favreau, but like, it's just someone that's n- was not there for him in Homecoming no. at all. Homecoming blew, uh, and he blew him off so badly. Hung up on him, put him on voicemail, never answered his texts. Yeah. Was like, yeah, get out of here. And then uh, Aunt May, same thing. Like she's just like, oh, how's vacation? Oh, I packed you the suit. Yeah. Like blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay insane okay like we had we had sally fields and rosemary harris who just played aunt may to perfection yeah. in, their, in their own ways and now it's like and i i like marissa tomei like i don't think she's a, like a bad person i don't think anybody in this movie is like a bad person no. i'm just like it's the writing it's all it all comes down to the writing i think truly far from home was rushed and it's it was disserviced by being the next movie right after Indy, yeah and it suffered from it at least at least in my opinion trust me 96% of the world disagrees with us, okay? Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes has like a 96 or 95%. Yeah. Homecoming, I think, has like a 90... I think nine, Homecoming has like a 95 and Far From Home has like a 93, yeah. right? Listen, guys, if you love this movie, love it. I don't, like, I don't care. More power to you. But, like, this is the thing that we always talk about, and it's like, in terms of the, the Spider-Man character... It ain't for me and Keenan, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> and, and we're not <laughs> you know? going to, like, we've said it so many times on many episodes where we're just like, we're not going to bash you for liking this, you know? Because yeah. we both have said, like, everybody's got their version of Spider-Man that they like, and you should get to enjoy it. And this is, if this is yours, that's fine. We'll always have our favorite versions. Yeah. So it's it's totally fine. And, you know, with that being said, I, I am going into No Way Home totally expecting this movie to just blow me away and fix all my yeah. problems like that would happen after <laughs> yeah. we dropped this episode like if we're, we're hating on the God, mcu please. spider-man and it's just gonna like fix all of our problems it's gonna be emotional it's gonna be and raw and, like, if dark. it does you'll know because we're gonna be reviewing it yeah. and we are gonna tell all our thoughts that, but but now i'm reviewing this and now i'm like man i'm going at the lowest expectations possible <laughs> like this movie may just be absolute dog crap yeah. like but it, it won't be like people are really loving it people are saying that no way home was the most peter-centric movie he gets beaten down the villains are great yeah. the supporting characters are great especially ned and mj i'm like good that's what that i wanted me that that sets me up like that sets my expectations well not just for this movie but for the next trilogy yeah. because we're getting finally going to get him going into college and that's like man and that a fresh is what i'm dir- really you know, really hoping a fresh new take on it with a new director you know yeah we could probably yeah. get somebody who's gonna do a more mature peter parker yeah. storyline and they they said before that they're taking the route of the harry potter films and those got progressively darker and, and more serious in tone so 
Yes. Maybe they do that, and, you know, I'll stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we should talk about that in the next episode. I'll write that down because I want us to have t- time to think on it. Yeah. But we should think about who do we want to direct the next trilogy, especially after after seeing No Way Home, Sam what it's Raimi. like and everything. No, I don't want Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, listen, Sam Raimi is great, yeah. but I mean, with him doing Doctor Strange too, like, man, I but I know I know for a fact that there is a there's a director that I could uh, find that yeah. would, would would do. We need it to make amazingly. a list. Yeah, I was about to say maybe we'll make a, like a some contenders, yeah. you know, because John Watts he's going to do Fantastic Four. I don't think he's going to have time no. to do both of them. No, so. no way. Um, no way home <laughs> tomorrow. Oh my god! <laughs> um, it's like Christmas Eve. I I hate to like end on a, a low note on the movie, but I guess it's just safe to say that while while I've appreciated what the MCU, I've tried to appreciate what the MCU has tried to do. It, it is my it is not it, the, when it started. It was one, it was my favorite interpretation. Now it is my least favorite interpretation of the character. Yeah. Uh, at least you know in live action or what have yeah. you. Um, yeah, it's not one of my favorites, but I'm really hopeful for the future. I am too. And that is not like, and that's not to say that like I don't enjoy watching these movies or like like that is not that at all. But like if I'm gonna watch a Spider-Man movie, and I really want to appreciate Spider-Man as a character, I'm gonna watch. Likely gonna watch Spider-Man two. I'm gonna watch End of the Spider-Verse. Even Spider-Man one, yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man two, with like the really good moments of Peter's stuff. Even though that movie is a total mess. Yeah. Um, I'll say that Homecoming current like is probably pretty mid for me in terms of like Spider-Man movies. Like I'll probably watch it over the Amazing Spider-Man one. Yeah. But me I'll. Too. But like I. But far, far from Home will probably be my least. Like it, it is the Spider-Man movie that I desire least to rewatch. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree with no you way completely. Home. Like homecoming, yeah. middle, far from home is going to be at the yeah. bottom for me. Yeah, and and that that does make me sad to say. I'm not going to be dramatic and say it broke like broke my heart or yeah. whatever. Like it didn't crush me. Like if it was the first ever movie of Spider-Man and that's what happened, like then I'd be upset because I'd be like, man, this is what people are going to remember Spider-Man as. But yeah. the thing is, we've had so much groundwork built up from. Th- five five other movies before the MCU yeah. that really just like showed what Spider-Man is all about yeah. um that I can't be too upset about it yeah um, I agree and and so and this character has been around for I mean 60 years now uh I think in two years he will be a 60 year old character mm. um so or, or a year something like that so um but yeah I mean Listen, that's all I got. We're we're not negative. We're we're really excited for No Way Home. Like we're actually genuinely stoked. Oh, yes. for this movie. We're gonna get there like an I hour. I've been early. this excited. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm getting good seat. Yeah, like, I'm using the bathroom. I am not skipping a beat. Yeah, like you know, it's, we're pumped um, for it, and I I fully expect us to to come, you know, back with our review being yeah. you know pumped about the future of Spider Man. Like I think yeah. that's where we're heading. I think this is gonna be you know a big shift for the character and yeah. uh, so we're going to be excited. I, I guess, I guess we failed to mention like one, one last thing now seeing where we're going, this is something that's kind of in the inverse. Well, so we will leave it on a positive note at the end of far from home. I was kind of pissed that they revealed his identity to the world. And I was like, man, this next movie is going to suck yeah. because he's, everyone's going to know. His I identity. didn't like that. Now seeing where we're at, 
what they're doing in No Way Home, I'm actually very, very excited yeah. to see what they're going to do with that possibility. I don't think it's going to stay past this movie. I, I yeah, they're going to firmly believe. That. Yeah, that they're the spell is actually going to work, but there's going to be some serious consequences with it or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's that is something that's new, and I think something that is really cool to explore. Yeah other than the sake of just being different. Like we've never seen Spider-Man's entire identity been revealed no. to the world. I, like, I thought for sure and, that they were going to be like, yep, he's just going to always have his identity revealed going forward. And I, that pissed me and off, I, man. Yeah, <laughs> I remember we were mad. We were like, what the freak? Yeah. Like, and, and now we're, I was like, okay, they're, they are doubling down on the consequences of this review. Yeah. That makes me happy. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I'm pumped. So, yeah, I'm excited. We're going to see it tomorrow. We're recording this on the 15th. Tomorrow's the 16th. We'll be seeing it uh, on, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're in one of those show times uh, where it matches up, then we'll all be experiencing it together at the same time. You can just pretend that Keenan and I are sitting there right <laughs> next to you, either getting our dreams crushed or everything we've ever wanted. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> um, our review... I can't give it an exact date. We're going to have to coordinate with Cole because I want his yeah. his take on it as well. But it will be as soon as we can get it out. With, within the week, for sure. Oh, yeah. Within the week of when the movie, we want to give t- people time. Um, and we likely, we're just probably going to jump straight into full spoilers with that review. Kind of got it. It's, this is, yeah, like you kind of have to. Like it's just, we're going to be dancing around spoilers being like, okay, yeah. let's just talk about it. But um, but yeah, thank you to everybody who has stuck along with this uh, this series. Um, I know it has been super inconsistent, and we've jumped around all over the place. But we have successfully covered, uh, I think this is seven episodes of of this series. We've done yeah. the three Raimi movies, the two Tazim movies, Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man PS4, and now the MCU Spider Man. Um, and we have one more left, which is No Way Home. So, um, then it's yeah, over. So thank you guys all. Yeah, then it's over. But thank you guys all that's been, that supported yeah. this. Um, it's been, it, we're just, Keenan and I are just so passionate about this character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gives us a reason to, to just sit and talk about everything that we love um, yeah. about the character or, or, or the things that we don't love. And so, just thank you guys that have listened uh, so attentively and, and been there and asked so devoutly about when we're going to put out the next episode it keeps us accountable so um so yeah thank you from the bottom of our hearts um if you want to you can follow us at comic blast underscore on twitter and instagram we're not that active to be honest but you can follow us on there uh you can follow me at straights the rate on those same platforms i'm off social media until tomorrow though <laughs> uh so if you try to message me it won't be until next week or something um and you can follow keenan at keenan creates and yeah that's that's gonna do it. We will see you on the flip side of No Way Home. With that being said, what happened to your voice? What do you mean? What happened to my voice? I heard you by the bridge. I know what a girl sound like. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I mean, I'm a I'm a man.